Yo, this is David, back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 153. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to do a themed episode for 155, so this one's just uh, kind of the normal format here. Uh, let's kick things off here going to Germany. This is a five-piece band that's been going since 2010. I've played them before. Um, I don't remember how long ago, but I know I've played them on the podcast before. That band is Sulphur Eon. And really liked their last album. Uh, came out in 2018. It doesn't feel like it's been that long, but it was called The Scythe of Cosmic Chaos. Really strong record. And uh, they just released a new one on October 13th of this year called Seven Crowns and Seven Seals. And that is album number four. And that was released through Van Records. And uh, I've given it uh, two or three listens now. The first one I kind of don't count because I was a little preoccupied with other stuff, but I've given it two solid listens uh, since then. Really strong record. Um, production's really good. I think overall I still like the last album a little better, but who knows, this one might uh, might grow on me a bit. But it's, uh, it's a really strong, strong record here. So let's go ahead and kick things off. So off of the new album Seven Crowns and Seven Seals... This is Sulphur Eon with Usurper of the Earth and Sea. Why? I'll see you in the 
That is Sulfur Eon from Germany with Usurper of the Earth and Sea. Um, I picked that track on purpose. Like normally, I kind of pick a song that just kind of punches you in the mouth right away to open the episode, but that one had kind of a slower, more melodic buildup. But uh, this song kind of had a little of everything um, in terms of all the melodic guitar work and just kind of different uh, drum beats and tempos and things like that. Uh, all right, let's have some uh, some Norwegian black metal here. This is a three-piece that's been going since 2011 called Oskarain, and they've only released a couple of records, and uh, from what I have found, they're still not um, signed. I think I just heard them on probably through Black Metal Promotion or something like that, um, sharing a YouTube video of one of their songs, and I liked what I heard, and I just kind of went into it a little further. 
So I'm going to play something from album number two, which is called Brennende Okres Gröde, which means um, like a, a burning field of crops, basically. Um, and that came out in December of last year, so it's still, um, you know, it's not that old of a record here. But um, it's not bad. It's, you know, it's definitely not doing anything out of the ordinary from the typical uh, Norwegian black metal template of the 90s, but um, but they do a good job of it, and since it's a band that's kind of releasing things independently that not uh, too many people have heard of, I uh, wanted to do my part and share. So here we go, off of the second album, Brennende Okres Gröda. This is Askerain with In Motnaten, which means Into the Night.
Alright, that was Oskarin from Norway with Inmotnaten. Um, let's move on here to the USA out of California. It's Slayer, the old four-piece, existed from 81 up until their retirement in 2019. Um, and I've played Slayer, you know, plenty of times uh, on the podcast, but I don't believe I've ever played anything off of this particular release. Um, I'm playing something off of the live Undead uh, album or EP, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it came out in 1984, and it's basically uh, a fake live album. And they're not the first ones to do this, of course, but, um, you know, whenever I think of that, I think of this album. And I think of um, Typo Negative with uh, Origin of the Feces. And I love both of those records. And it's all just the band themselves and some of their friends and stuff like that serving as like the crowd noise. Like they just recorded themselves as like an angry crowd or a cheering crowd. And uh, it's all kind of recorded, you know, maybe live but in the studio. You know what I mean? So it still has its flaws in here, here and there to make it, you know, kind of have that live feel. But uh, they didn't actually perform this and record this in front of a crowd. The crowd noise is something that was added later. And I always wanted to copy that because I haven't really heard of other bands doing that other than the one I've already mentioned, Typo Negative. And uh, one of the old bands that I would play, sometimes bass, sometimes drums, it just depended on what we needed. Uh, but it was just a rock band, basically, called Silver Loves Mercury. And very guitar-driven, had a female singer, and it was meant to be a little bit kind of uh, in-your-face as far as the stage antics and things like that. And uh, I always wanted to do that concept with that band. I felt like it would have translated really well, and we would have had a lot of fun just kind of pretending to be an angry crowd, <laughs> you know, booing or uh, throwing bottles or whatever kind of sound effects we felt like putting in there. I thought that would have been really fun, but we just never got around to it, but... Um, but yeah, whether this is truly live or not, I think it's a fantastic release, and um, it's just a fun listen, really. So this one is a favorite song of mine off of their debut, and it sounds even better in this version to me, so here we go, off of Live Undead from 1984 from Metal Blade Records. This is Slayer with Evil Has No Boundaries. Take down the world with a hit inside 
There we go. That is Slayer with Evil Has No Boundaries off of uh, Live Undead. Excellent version of that song. Um, all right. Let's keep it moving here. This is a five-piece, very, very new band uh, formed in 2022 from Chile. They're called Condra, and really interesting. And I, I know that I found them. I wish I remember exactly which band I was looking at on Metal Archives, but I was just checking, like, the similar artists, you know, tab, and uh, most of them were artists that I had heard of. And I saw this one, and I was like, well, I've never heard of them, so I clicked their page to kind of check it out. And it was Condra from Chile. And I was like, well, I have never heard them. So I, I listened on uh, Spotify and was really enjoying it, uh, mostly because of the guitar work. I thought the guitar work was great. Um, their use of acoustic guitars, you know, here and there helped to kind of break up these songs a little bit. And just some really nice melodic guitar work. For the most part, it is very much rooted in black metal. Um, but there's just, as I said, the the riffing is a little more... It's a little different than your typical black metal band, and I really uh, appreciated it. I enjoyed it. So I'm going to play something off of their debut that came out in October of last year called Aeonic Tempest from the Abyss, and that was released through Tragedy Productions. And uh, yeah, if you're like me and you have not heard of this band or ever heard them before, I think you'll dig this tune. But if you like it, I suggest uh, listening to the whole record on Spotify because it's actually uh, pretty damn good. So... Here we go, off of their one and only album so far, Aeonic Tempest from the Abyss. This is Chondra with The Omen. Clockwise, he said, well. 
there we go that was Condra from Chile with The Omen really cool song uh, really good riffing in that uh, I, I definitely recommend checking out that record uh, alright we're going to Poland here this is a four piece that's been going since 03 that was definitely more on the straightforward you know black metal side of things early on in their career and as time has gone by they've just kind of gotten a little more strange but kind of in a good way like it's just uh, it's different the last couple of albums have been a little more experimental and they uh, they just released a new one uh, this month that band is Furia and they released a new album called Huta Luna that came out on October 10th through Pagan Records and that is album number seven for them and really really enjoyed it um, not all the songs are perfect there are some that kind of have weird repetition of vocals and things here and there as far as like spoken word things that the singer will just kind of repeat the same spoken phrase over and over and over again and that gets to be a little much sometimes but um i do definitely appreciate kind of the wide range of uh of vocals they're kind of used sparingly but there is kind of just more spoken word or more chanting shouting type stuff and then kind of your more typical extreme vocals and uh but musically it's very good production wise it's very good has a really kind of interesting looking cover to it 
Um, but I, I've really enjoyed um, the bulk of their discography, so whenever I saw that this was out, I was uh, definitely eager to listen to it, and it didn't disappoint. It's a very interesting listen. So here we go off of the new album, Huta Luna. This is Furia with Spanje Polskie. There we go. That was Furia from Poland with Spanje Polskie off of their new album Huta Luna that just came out uh, on October 10th. Excellent record. Um, really highly recommend it. 
We're going back to the USA and back to California here. This is a kind of a classic band that uh, reformed in the last, you know, handful of years here, but they existed initially from 71 until 92 and then regrouped in 2015 and they're still going now and actually just released a new record uh, just like a week ago. Uh, that band is Sirith Ungle and I don't know why I've always liked them because <laughs> the, I mean, the songs are cool, but the vocals are definitely a little bit on the uh, Dr. Roxo side of things as far as having a really interesting, weird delivery where you listen to it and you're just like, his voice is kind of cool, but is he a good singer? I can't really tell. <laughs> it's, he's got that he's got that David Lee Roth effect going on where you're just like, he's he, he works for them somehow. But is he truly a good singer? I really don't know, but it doesn't matter because I enjoy it. But uh, Sirith Ungle, I th I cannot remember where I first heard them, but I know that it was somewhere around high school uh, for me. And just always liked the, uh, there's my dryer going off in the background as usual. Um, the album covers, they always had real kind of cool fantasy like artwork album covers and they, they always kind of jumped out at me. Uh, I'm going to play one off of basically the first album of theirs I ever heard which is called One Foot in Hell and that came out in 1986 and that was album number three out of six. Uh, I think the one that just came out might be number seven. And this band is unique because a lot of these bands that existed decades ago and then they break up and then when they reform in the 2000s, it's usually like one guy from the old days, you know, one or two. This band has, I think, three members from the original, like, 1971, you know, lineup, including the vocalist. And uh, so that, I always thought that was kind of interesting that they, you know, three out of these uh, four members. I think the fourth guy is the bass player, and he's the bass player for Night Demon, so he's probably considerably younger uh, than the other guys in this band, but either way, I thought that was pretty cool that this is mostly the the classic guys that are still in the band. But yeah, this album, One Foot in Hell, had a really weird album cover. You'll have to check it out for yourself. Um, but it came out in 86 through Restless Records, and this is actually the opening cut from the album. So uh, brace yourself. He's got a really weird vocal delivery, but I still I still dig it. I don't know why, but I do. So change of pace here. Here we go. So off of One Foot in Hell, this is Sirith Ungle with Blood and Iron.
There we go. That is Sirith Ungol from California with Blood and Iron. I told you to brace yourself. It comes right out of the gate with uh, some crazy vocals there, but just an excellent classic metal band. Um, all right, we're going to Germany here. This is... I had to do some detective work here because this band does not have a page on Metal Archives yet because they don't have an actual uh, anything released yet. Um couple of singles that are on their band camp but until there's like an actual release of some sort they don't really let you start a page uh, on Metal Archives so can't really see who's in the band but just with my my detective work here on the band camp and it shows pictures of this digipack that is going to be like they're doing pre-orders for their debut album and inside of the digipack is uh, a band photo I guess of just one dude in like a black cloak holding up a sword you know posing in the forest and so I'm guessing this is a one-man band but I really don't know that for sure I'm also guessing on when they formed because I don't have that information so debuts coming out this year I'm just gonna go ahead and say it formed last year why not um, but the band is called Krail uh, that's how I'm pronouncing it it's K-R-A-E-L there's a little accent over the A um, but they're from Germany, and this debut album is called Vanitas Vitae, and uh, that's coming out on October 27th, so that's coming very soon, and it's getting released through Nature Mock Productions, which was actually a, a label that Kriegsgrav was on back in the day, and uh, originally out of Germany, and then they relocated to Finland, so this will be uh, Krail's debut album. And as I said, there are, I believe, two singles now on uh, the Bandcamp page if you want to check those out. I'm going to play one of them right now. And I like it because the whole aesthetic and vibe of it is like it's black metal, but it's kind of meant to be more of this like, you know, old time medieval type vibe going throughout it. And uh, I kind of like when, when bands can kind of capture that uh, in their sound. But... It was good. Um, I'm definitely going to check out the full album when it's out. Because that's coming in, what, a week? Less than a week this Friday? Something like that. So yeah, I'm all over it. I'll check it out when it comes out. So, here we go. This is one of the two singles that they've released so far off of the debut album Vanitas Vitae. This is Krail with Morgan Grauen. Probably butchered that pronunciation, but whatever. It's German. I don't do German very well.
right, there we go. That was Krail from Germany with Morgan Grauen. And again, that album's called Vanitas Vitae, and that's coming out on October 27th. So be on the lookout for that. Um, all right, I'm going to go to Finland here for this next one. It's a five-piece band that's been going since 98, playing their own brand of uh, pagan black metal. And that band is called Ymir, which is Y-M-I-R. And I'm going to play something off of their uh, second album. It's the most recent. They only have two albums. One came out in 2020. And then this one, called Eons of Sorrow, came out in October of last year through Werewolf Records. And I've heard this before, and it's one of those albums that I listened to, and I thought it was cool. And then... um, uh, it's just an overload of stuff. Like I'm, I, I see so much new music all the time um, that I sometimes forget some of these ones that I listen to. And this was one of them because I listened to it and I remember liking it. And then I just kind of moved on <laughs> to other stuff and never really went back to it. And uh, I just happened to see somebody share something from this uh, pretty recently on social media. And, you know, they had the picture of the album cover and stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this band and about that release pretty much. And uh, went back to it, and it's just a really solid album. I don't remember much of their debut, but I do remember just liking this one a lot. Um, so yeah, if you haven't heard it, or it passed you by last year, and uh, or if you, you're like me and you heard it and just kind of forgot about it after that, uh, go back to it, because it's, it's a really good record here. So off of the second album, Eons of Sorrow, this is Ymir with Witches.
There we go. Love those vocals. That was Ymir from Finland with Witches. Great song and uh, kind of an underrated album, an under-the-radar album. Uh, all right. We're going to, ironically, that was a five-piece that uh, first formed in 98, and so is this one. We're going to Sweden here. Another five-piece, also formed in 98. That is Bloodbath, and Bloodbath story goes that uh, a lot of these, you know, kind of Swedish... Uh, death metal musicians are all kind of friends with each other and they were hanging out one night and getting very drunk and used a little like four track or eight track recorder uh, and just kind of did like a drunken <laughs> demo and somebody managed to share it with uh, someone at a label and the label liked it and wanted them to kind of re-record it properly and release it as an EP which then subsequently turned into uh, recording a debut album and then it's just kind of taken off from there. So Bloodbath, you know, it hasn't... It's It's been varying degrees, I guess, of, of good. Um, because I am not a fan of the current vocalist, you know, from Paradise Lost. What's his name? Nick? Nick Holmes? I just... I don't like the sound of his uh, growls. I don't think he's particularly good at it. I've never really liked his voice in Paradise Lost. And I thought he was a, a poor choice for Bloodbath to follow up uh, their previous vocalists who were excellent. Um, but yeah, I'm going to play something off of this Breeding Death EP. Came out in uh, February of 2000 and they've got six albums now, but this EP was uh, released through Century Media, so this is actually like the demo that they re-recorded properly and released it as this EP. Uh, so it still has Michael from Opeth on vocals and the songs are great. Um, I remember reading a review where somebody was complaining, uh, like it was in a, a publication, you know, uh, like a webzine, no, no, not a webzine, but like a little fanzine type thing. And they were saying that um, the de like the demo and this EP were kind of uh, a Swedish musicians doing an ode to like American death metal. And that's what made it great. And then whenever the full-length album, Resurrection Through Carnage, came out, uh, they complained about the fact that they had just reverted back to being another typical Swedish death metal band. They had kind of lost those elements of American death metal. But I don't know. I don't really get that because I listen to... I mean, I get that the, the albums, they definitely sound like a Swedish death metal band. But I think the EP does too. Like, I think what I'm about to play right now <laughs> pretty much... Sounds like any other Swedish death metal band. That's just kind of who they are. Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't really get that kind of uh, gripe about them. But um, really like this particular song. Uh, it's a memorable tune. All of them are on this EP. Short and sweet, but uh, it packs a punch. So here we go off of uh, the Breeding Death EP from 2000. This is Bloodbath with Furnace Funeral. Yeah. 
Oh, 
right, there we go. That was Bloodbath with Furnace Funeral. Uh, great song, and the production is perfect on that. Uh, the demo sounds pretty cool as well. I think it was on Nightmares Made Flesh, um, which was their second album that had Peter from Hypocrisy singing on it. Uh, as a bonus track, they had the song Breeding Death from their original like demo as a, as a bonus track, and that sounded pretty cool too because it had that really old-sounding you know, eight-track uh, recording, you know, kind of sound to it, and I, I like that version. Uh, all right, we're going to the UK here, based out of Liverpool. This is a four-piece that's been going since 09, doing some tasty black metal. Very dissection-inspired, uh, that is Ninkarsag. And I've played something off of their last album, which the name of that is escaping me. It's I, 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 There's a few buzzwords in there that I could name, <laughs> but putting it all together for the title... I'd have to look it up again, but uh, their last album was a really strong record and a lot of good guitar work going on. And they have two albums that came out in 2015 and then, you know, the one from 2021 that I was just speaking of. And uh, they're signed to Vendetta Records and they're about to release a new uh, EP through Vendetta Records. Not sure when, I haven't seen the official release date on it, but they have released their first, like, single um, they all they've announced is like here's a single and it's going to appear on our upcoming EP you know later this year so that's kind of all I have but the EP is going to be called the Black Swords of Winter and again that's uh, going to be available through Vendetta Records but uh, yeah if you guys know the release date let me know because I, I couldn't find the specific date uh, for this but it's supposed to be before the year's over so I'll be on the lookout for it but they released the single, and it's damn good. It picks up right where the last album left off, and um, it's just, it sounds like them. Great guitar work, and uh, good production, and just a really strong tune here. So, here we go, off of the upcoming EP, The Black Swords of Winter. This is Ninkarsag, with Beneath the Cloak of Nightfall.
All right, there we go. That was Ninkarsag with Beneath the Cloak of Nightfall. So I always say Ninkarsag, and it's S-A-G at the end of the name, uh, because if I say Ninkarsag, uh, it makes me think of, remember the movie Snatch with Brad Pitt and a whole bunch of other people? But um, at one point in the movie, because Brad Pitt plays this, you know, like, Irish gypsy basically and you can barely understand a word he says but he asks the guy if he likes dogs but he says you like dags they like the way he says it says like dags so when I say Ninkar Sag I always think of you like dags so yeah I don't say it that way I say Ninkar Sag anyways going to France here uh, this band formed in 95 and it says that they're on hold but I mean they're done let's just be real here they haven't released anything in like, God, 18 years now. Like the last album came out in like 05. But that's Anorexia Nervosa. And love Anorexia Nervosa. Uh, in particular, the last album of theirs, uh, The Redemption Process, I believe it was called. Um, excellent. Really excellent. And this album as well, very good. This one's very in-your-face, like start to finish. I think there's a little more variety on some of the other albums, but this one's like just balls to the wall right out of the gate. But uh, the only complaint I've ever had about them is that the vocalist is a little one-dimensional. He kind of has one voice, and he uses it uh, the whole time. And it's fine. He is very good. And in fact, that's kind of why they've been on hold for so long is because the singer had quit and they just didn't really find another singer that had the same kind of vibe um, and they just didn't really want to settle so they just kind of put it on hold in hopes that eventually they can get that singer to come back and and pick up where they left off and it just hasn't happened but um, the album that I'm gonna play here it's off of an album called New Obscurantis Order and that came out in 2001 through Osmos Productions, and that was album number three of four. And I want to say that last album came out in like 04. Um, so yeah, it's been a long time. It's been like 19 years since they released anything. But um, this is really well done, and I always said that bands like Limbonic Art and Anorexia Nervosa deserve to be kind of in that same pantheon with some of the other um, symphonic black metal bands like Cradle of Filth and, and Demu and stuff like that because um, they're they're excellent I mean they just don't get talked about enough but anyways here we go off of New Obscurantis Order this is Anorexia Nervosa with Black Death Nonetheless
All right, there we go. That was Anorexia Nervosa from France with Black Death Nonetheless. Um, such a good band. Such a good band. All right, we're going to Slovakia here. This is a three-piece that's been going since 07. Another kind of melodic black metal band called Eon Winds. So we already had Sulfur Eon, and now we've got Eon Winds. Um, but they... They only have three albums. Um, this is the only one I've heard. They've released another one since then that I have not heard at all and I need to check out. But this album from 2019 called Storm Veiled, very good album. Uh, that was released through Avant-Garde Music and as I said, this is album number two of three. But just some really high quality uh, melodic black metal in this particular song. I love this song just because of the, the really melodic middle section. Um, I just think it's a really well put together tune. So. I don't have much else to say other than that, and I need to check out their newest one from this year, because I have not. So here we go, off of 2019's Storm Veiled, this is Aeon Winds with Dawn of the Untamed Moon.
All right, that was Eon Winds from Slovakia with Dawn of the Untamed Moon. Um, all right, it is that time. I'm going to announce the final song of the episode. Typically, you would get 14 songs, but I am closing out with a lengthy one this time, so I am only giving you 13, but I think uh, it'll be worth it. This is a one-man band from the UK that's been going since 2013 called Ethereal Shroud. And I had never heard of them at all and heard them very recently. And it wasn't perfect because, you know, the songs are very long, so there's very few songs on each album. And they were good but didn't blow me away. But there was one song in particular that um, it's very long and there is a lot of kind of repetition involved. Uh, but if you pay close attention, like as things tend to repeat, there's certain nuances that get introduced that make it a little different. And the production uh, is, is excellent. I did listen to um, some of the first album just to kind of hear how the sound has evolved. And um, the sound is basically, the, the style is the same, but the production on the debut was just not good. Uh, the production on this one, it's still very very roomy and kind of echoey and stuff like that but um, it just suits the music so much better than the debut so I'm playing something off of this second album called uh, Tris Trisagian that's what, how, what's what I'm going with because it's T-R-I and then S-A-G-I-O-N Trisagian? Trisagian? I'm not really sure I've never heard of that word before but it came out in December of 2021 and it was released independently I'm not sure if it's been re-released since then you know in a proper proper physical release or not but um, I don't recall how I found them it might have just been a Spotify thing of you know similar artists to whoever I was listening to and I checked this out and like I said it didn't it didn't all blow me away, but this one song in particular was just uh, a powerful piece and really, really enjoyed it. I hope you guys dig it because it is quite long. Um, oh, see, there's the dryer again. See, the clothes weren't dry. I had to reset it for another 20 minutes, and now you get to hear that uh, lovely alarm twice. Um, but anyways, I hope you guys uh, enjoy this and, and are willing to put in the effort to listen from this thing to start to finish because um, it's it's a damn good tune and it's uh, one that kind of resonated with me so uh, yeah I I expect to be back in a couple of weeks with another episode and then as I said I'll try to do a themed episode for 155 that's the game plan for now so so stay tuned for that so here we go until next time take care everybody off of their second album Trisagian this is Ethereal Shroud with Casmal Fires. Cheers. <laughs>